Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% it's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Plains Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and I'm excited about today's show. I got to be honest with you. We're kind of getting away from your typical youth program. I've got a couple of guests in studio right now, in fact, five of them, from the Muskego High School baseball team, the state champion, summer state champion, Muskego High School baseball team. At 930, David Cooks is going to join me. He's written a book, author David Cooks, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose, and we'll talk to David the second half of the show. The first half, I, I love stories like this, and I got, I got to tell my guests that my phone blew up. My email blew up, text messages, people calling the station going, are you going to talk Muskego baseball? And I had my shows booked, but we figured out a way to get you guys in. The, the, the last straw for me to make sure was I was at Ideal Logos and Smoking Hot Mary said, "What do you, you better get Frankie in there. That's what she said. You get Frankie to come in and talk about the T-shirt, the T-shirt thing. So, Coach, I'm going to start with you. Jacob Page, the head baseball coach at Muskego High School, Coach, I love stories where teams do things that nobody see, that you don't see it coming. And not to remind you of anything bad, but you had lost four of your last five regular season games. And some people had you going out of that tournament pretty early. Now, I had you going to the semifinals, then I had you getting knocked out. So you proved all of us wrong. Um, congratulations. And did you see it coming? Uh, well, thanks for having us here today. Uh, we're definitely excited to be here. Um, I have to say there were many ups and downs this season, but um, our record is a little bit deceiving, I guess, because we did play some good baseball down the stretch, um, even though we didn't come out with, with wins in four of those last five. Um, but I do think um, our seniors kind of took over there at the end and uh, led us, and uh, we were in a good spot heading into the tournament for sure. You were? We, we felt so. We felt we were playing our best baseball at the end. Um, we were doing some things to tune up for the tournament. Two of your captains I have, and, and two two other players I'm going to get to the second segment. They're on the couch. Um, but walking into the studio, uh, Frankie, it's nice to meet you, by the way. Nice to meet you. you. And I said, hey, you guys lost four of your five, last five. And you said, hey, it's all it was all part of the plan. We we thought we were playing pretty well down the stretch. Um, we just we didn't come out on top. When when that regular season ended, Frankie, did you? Did you feel like maybe this team was ready to get hot and, and win this thing? Uh, you know, it was all about, like, our defense throughout the whole postseason. And um, our bats were always either there or not. We couldn't really predict them. But our defense was always constant, like, shut down, no errors. And we mastered that. We could be anyone with our pitching and our defense. Just got put one, one run up and one nothing ball game. And we won in the se semifinals of state. And then 
State won two to one. So, I mean, zero errors the whole playoffs. That's pretty impressive. Or that's one error. You actually. know what? That's really impressive. I was out there two years ago um, to watch an, another game. I don't need to name the team, but they had four errors in the first inning. And the game was basically over at that point. And it was errors. It was things that, that you know this team, if they got to the state finals, they're catching a, a fly ball to center field, and they dropped it. You know, one hopper to short, and he threw it. He sailed one. And all of a sudden, everybody started getting tight. And the, the the tighter they got, the less they played the way they had played to get there. And so that's really good to, to, to hear that. Um, what's with the hair, by the way, boys? Uh <laughs> So are there, every you guys dyed your hair white or um so we we have done it uh, in the past we make it past regionals to sectionals we all dye our hair bleach blonde just I don't know out of tradition and it shows that you're all in like you're standing out and you're willing to be different for the team I guess that's how I see it Frank you pronounce your last name for me um Sestaro yeah I was never gonna get close <laughs> to that one um you shortstop. Yes. Second base short shortstop you can pick it and throw it a little bit yeah a little yeah bit. in the hole you mm-hmm. got a good arm. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Our other hey, he's, he's one captain. I love the second one. Rob Zalecki, pitcher, outfielder, first baseman, and he said, "No, he can't pick and throw it at all." Hey, Rob, congratulations. T- talk about the way you were feeling the night before the playoffs started. You, you know, your senior year, man. You want to go out with a bang. You guys obviously did that. Did you see this coming? Um, and be honest. It's yes all right. and no. I felt like. I wouldn't be surprised if we did, but I would be surprised if we did. Yeah. And going into playoffs, I felt that our team was really coming together and we were starting to click on all aspects, and that really gave me a lot of confidence going into the postseason. Was there a point in in the playoffs, and maybe it was in the middle of the Whitnell game, maybe it was after that, maybe it was you know once you got to the semis, but was there a point where you said, man, we're, we're going to win this thing? After sectionals, I think. After sure. sectionals? Yeah. I picked Pius. Really? Most people did. It does hurt. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> but you know what? You're right. I just kind of run with the crowd, I think. But Pius, I mean, they had a really good year, and that was a talented baseball team. Do you guys know anybody, other guys on that team? So, actually, we Luke Lashinsky. Right. He lives here in Muskego. Yeah. So, we've known him our whole life. Um he I saw him players. talking to the first baseman. He was on first, and he was, oh, that was you. That's yeah, you guys were <laughs> laughing. He kind of gave you a whack and stuff like that. Um, you, this is a youth sports show, so I got to ask, did you guys all play in the youth Muskego baseball? Mm-hmm. So you guys have been playing baseball together a long Since time. Eight. Yes, sir. Since eight. Yeah, all, all four of us here. You know the coolest part about this? There will never be another summer baseball, right? You're it. Mm-hmm. The last team to win a summer state baseball tournament championship is Muskego. And from guys like me that sit in studios 10 years from now will say, you remember that? Remember, you used to play summer baseball here in Wisconsin. And the the first thing someone's going to say is, yeah, you remember Muskego? And and 10 years from now, it'll be you had a 12-game winning streak and Frankie hit hit a grand slam in the seventh (laughs) inning to win two of the games. You know, that's what happens as time goes by. But you guys got, man, it a great story. And the people in Muskego, you, you have to understand, they, they, they really forced my hand. And I wanted to talk to you guys, but I didn't think I could do it for a couple of weeks. And they're like, no, you got to do it now. Mm-hmm. You, and, and Mary over at Ideal Logo said, you make sure Frankie gets in there. Tell me about the T-shirt thing, Frankie. Um, so just a huge shout-out to Ideal Logos. But um, they did a great job. They overnight a shirt for us to go to state. 
Um, we actually said state bond on them, and we're actually getting out shirts that say state champs. Um, we want to make a, a little memory for this or whatever this sure. run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. She did a great job with the shirts, and she did. They got in late or early and yeah, got it. Everything she done. Shirts. That was it. Was really impressive. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff with with Mary and 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 Gary Stiggs just retired. Yeah, and and Mary running this thing. And I'll tell you the the best story. I first walked in there, she looked up from her desk without knowing me at all, and she goes, "Radio sales, no, get out." <laughs> and I go, man, you don't know me. She goes, I know a lot of people like you get out, and you can see her doing that, right? Yeah. And I said, hold on a second. You know, let me introduce myself. And I got them involved with what we do the pick and save student athlete of the week, and they they do the plaques for us. And so on the Friday night scoreboard show that I do, I'll talk about them and they'll sponsor one of my guys. And the first time out, I said, Hey, go over to Ideal Logos and tell Smoking Hot Mary that I sent you. Well, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I like you. You know what? You, people keep coming in here saying, we're a smoking hot Mary, and we're going to keep doing stuff with you. So it's a really good company. Hey, Coach, how long have you been coaching over at, at Muskego? Uh, this is my eighth season. And what did you do before that in your background? Where did you go to school and stuff? Um, I went to college at Cardinal Stritch. Okay. Um, and then I got my start coaching in uh, West Dallas at Central for a year, and then Hale, and then I was in Oak Creek for five years before coming here. Ooh, so that's semifinal, right? When you beat Oak Creek, <laughs> right in the sectional final, that had yes, to feel yes. pretty good, huh? Well, we've played them now in the in the finals and in the playoffs a few times now, and um, so um, that that definitely was a a big and exciting win for us to get over that hump. Um, we've been in the finals now a few times here the past few years, and and this year finally finally got over that hump to state. Coach, you know, looking um, at the Classic Eight Conference finals, Kettle Moraine. Took first, McGuanago second, Waukesha North third, Muskego fourth, and you know then you look at, at Waukesha West and and Waukesha South, but guys like me you start looking at look Kettle Moraine was seventeen and three and McGuanago Waukesha North, Muskego came fourth in in that conference, you know that's why maybe there are some te- some people that thought okay they probably won't won't go pretty far, what people from the outside and maybe the reason I took them to get to the semis. Is the culture within Muskego now is different than it was six, seven, eight years ago? You got a lot of really good sports teams there that are winning consistently, and I think that 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 culture that that winning at different sports breeds winning at baseball. Sure, I, I agree. There's definitely um, some very deep programs at Muskego, um, and we support each other. Um, and there's a lot of multi-sport athletes, which of course um, we love to have. And uh, that definitely has come through in the baseball program. How will this affect you not having summer baseball? Are you excited about it or are you bummed about it? Uh, well, um, I love summer baseball, um, first and foremost. Um, but I, I am excited about um, the change in terms of everybody being on the same schedule. Right. Um, I think that's going to be good for the high school game. Um, but I'll always be a one that has loved summer baseball. Hey, Frankie, when when, uh, when all the dust settles, and it should start to settle soon, first of all, do you know what's going on next year for you? Where are you going? Uh, Minnesota Duluth. You are? Mm-hmm. To play baseball? Yes, sir. Are you a multi-sport athlete? Uh, I was until this year. I, I stopped playing football this year. Okay. Now I just play baseball. The, when, when, you, when you, you know, two weeks from now, you're, you're laying in bed, closing your eyes, what, what's the best memory? And, and, and if it's, you know, winning state and, and holding up that goal ball, that's great. But is there something through your career at Muskego that you just say, man, this was this was the bus ride after this win or hanging out with these guys? 
or a hit? What, what What's the memory that you're going to hold on to? You know, honestly, it's kind of cliche, but I'd say the dog pile at the end um, of State. I mean, it just showed, like, how, honestly, it, like, brought our team. Like, it felt how, like, close we all were. Like, the chemistry we had between each other, I mean, it's unexplainable. We all were just loving of each other. We trusted each other, like, utmost faith in anyone. Like, I mean, I happen to get the hit at the end. Right. But I don't. we don't get there unless it's for Rob throwing no hitter or – our pitcher in the semifinal or sectional final, Moss shutting him out, Oak Creek, or Drew laying down suicide squeeze. Like I happened to get the hit, but that was a team effort, that, and that, that, that was the most exciting thing about it. That all. was a close play. Yeah, that catcher's really good. Yeah, Who's he, the guy that scored the runs over there on the couch. No, he he dropped on the suicide squeeze. It's perfect. Yeah, to, yeah. To tie it. What we're gonna do is we're gonna get to him in a minute, Rob. Um, your your memory as well. If it, when you think back on your career at at Muskego, um, what are you gonna remember most? Um, I don't know. It's a tough question. There's, There's a lot, right? A lot of memories, but I'd probably have to say walking onto Capco Park for the first time and just looking around, and it was like, wow. Hey, did you know, it, 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 follow up to that, was that intimidating for you at all, Cause, or was that exciting for you? Um, it was pretty exciting. It was nice to have a stage to play on, and I firmly believe that we belonged there, so... It was nice that we could go out. Your play. community really took notice and followed you guys really well. School came out, families came out. Uh, you guys had a nice crowd at the state final. Um, for for you pl- playing baseball with all these guys from the time you were eight, that's next year. There's going to be a void there. Yeah, um, we actually got to practice at Capco Park for 30 minutes before the state tournament, and us seniors on the bus ride there were like, wow, this is our last 30 minutes of practice together. Yeah. And it's been, what, nine years, Man. ten years? What's going on next oh, year? Time. For- we're done. Yeah, really. You don't like <laughs> these guys anyway, <laughs> Frankie, kidding. do you? Hey, what's going on next year for you? Um, I'm going to be attending the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse and playing baseball. Good for you. It's a beautiful campus. I'm excited. Guys, we're, we're going to get to a break. We're going to have the other seniors, two other guys on the couch, going to join us. Uh, Frankie, uh, thanks for coming and thanks for working with Ideal Logos and Smoking Hot Mary. That's what you call us. her from yeah. now on. Okay. You know, you used to call her Mrs. Smoking Hot Mary or something. Just <laughs> right. get some respect on that part. Um, Rob, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Coach. I'm going I'm to have you stay right where you're at. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll talk to two other seniors from the state champion Muskego baseball team. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Jacob Page, head baseball coach at Muskego High School, is uh, in studio with us. And again, state champion, Muskego High School. Second half of the show, we're going to be talking to David Cooks. He's coming in studio. Author David Cooks, uh, a former basketball coach at Marquette High. He's written a book called Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. And we'll talk to him on the other side of the break. Hey, Coach, did you, um, as these kids came through the system, did you know that the senior class, when they were sophomores and juniors, did you know it was going to be a special class? We did. We knew that this was a special group early on. Um, in fact, we did have um, some of these guys up as sophomores already um, a few years ago. Um, so we knew that um, something special was brewing with these guys, and um, to their credit, they they pushed it over the top. We're now joined by, uh, by two seniors. Um, we had Frankie and, and Rob. Now Drew Iverson and Zach Schultz, 
Hey, Drew, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, pretty good feeling, man. Getting, you know what? You, you want to finish your high school career with a bang. Well, you got you boys did that. You boys did that. What position do you play? I play second base for Muskego. Yeah? Is Frankie as good as uh, he's telling me? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, that yeah. Man, Rob's over there shaking his head going, man, what are you doing to me? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to pull him down a little bit, and you're saying he's, he's as good as uh, as I think. Hey, Zach, congratulations to you. Thank you. Position? Pitcher. Yeah, you throw pretty good? Yeah. You know if there was a, if we had a bat and a ball and we could go out in the parking lot and play strike I'd take you deep, right? You be, <laughs> right. man, you better not throw high and inside though. My reaction is no, I can't I can't be hit a softball anymore. Um Zach, congratulations, Zach. When did you as kind of some of the questions that I had for Frankie and Rob, when when did you feel like, man, we got a shot at this thing? Uh, I kinda had that feeling going in or um around third, fourth inning of the Whitnell game. As soon as we put up that ten spot, I was like like our bats came alive. Everyone was hyped up. We were all all around as a team. We kind of came together that game. We uh, we played clean in the field. We had our bats alive, and it just felt right. Coach, you know what's interesting is, and I have you know baseball guys in here all the time. He's now the second guy to to say, "Hey, look, defensively is is where it really happened for us." And I think that that's really important um, because most guys are talking, "Look, our." Are pitching, or we're hitting the crap out of the ball. We're doing this and that. We're running the bases, but defensively, is the two guys have said, "Look, this is where it turned for us." Yeah, there's no question about it. Um, especially when we got into the tournament, um, you're always going to be facing um, strong teams at that time. And um, when our defense stepped up, um, it really, it really did turn the tide for us. D- defensively, is there is that something that that you pay a lot of special attention to, or is this just a team that defensively had it together? Um, no, we do. We do. Um, we focus on, and the guys, I think, get tired of me saying it all the time about free bases. Um, but once we cut down um, our free bases with walks or errors, um, we, we really were a different team. And I think that's that was the biggest change. They're definitely right about that. These guys all kind of looked at each other and laughed when you right. said free bases. Yeah. You know what? You guys can now just look at them and giggle because you're not playing for them um, <laughs> a- anymore. You know, I, I've had guys over the years, you know, come up and say, Coach, if I hear you say on the line, up the line one more time, I'm not kidding, man. I'm now married with kids. And now I'm coaching, and I hear myself saying on the line, up the line. So when you guys start coaching one day in the really long future, you're going to start talking about free bases because obviously that that, that worked out. Hey, after you got through Whitnell, um, and, and, and let's, uh, if we can, talk with, with Zach and Drew on this, boys. Once you got past Whitnell, um, you played Greendale, beat Greendale, got to that old Creek game. Uh, was, was there... Uh, a moment in the Greendale game or the Oak Creek game, you know, score-wise, you guys are fine, right? I think the Oak Creek was the Oak Creek one in, in uh, extra innings. I think 6-3, to three, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct, 6-3. So, did, did you have to come from behind in that one, or did they come from behind, or was it 3-3 three, three for a while? I think it was 3-3 three, three for a while. I'm we're, not too sure. To it's all blue. And then in the bottom of the seventh, they put up one, and we went into uh, the top of the eighth, and we put up. You put up, runs. man. That's a good feeling. Who came in and closed it out then? You remember? Oh uh, yeah, we pulled Rob back in from uh, right field to close it out. Man, you can't beat that feeling. You, you you just can't. And then you you guys beat Plymouth, correct, Coach? Right. That was uh, the one nothing game. That was um, Rob pitched that game as well. That was the no hitter. Man, yeah. not a bad time to throw a no hitter. Absolutely not. Absolutely did, not. Do you know? Did he know? 
for the, the, you know sometimes pitchers go look until the you know the last inning or two innings. I, I just was throwing. Do you think he knew? And, and did, how do you guys handle that? Did everybody just walk away and not want to sit by him and stuff? I know that nobody said a word in the dugout, and um, I did see one of his interviews after the game where he he said it kind of um, dawned on him that he hadn't given up a hit in about the fifth, um, but it was not discussed at all. So we just let him do his thing. Just let him do his <laughs> yeah. thing. Who's who is the catcher on this team? Um, uh, Hunter Frederick caught uh, that first game. Okay, um, and then Cooper Tamlin. Um, the do, 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 uh, do you make the calls from – do you get signal to them what pitches you want, or do they handle that? Uh, we do. We, we make those calls from the dugout. Did Rob – is he shaking anything off, or is he just throwing what he's told to throw? Um, he's, he typically throws what, what is called – I'm um, looking at him on the couch, and he's looking at me like, man, I, th- I throw what I want to throw. I mean, he was in the zone that game anyways. I don't think it mattered much, but we were calling. He was spotting everything. Hey, Drew, let's uh, – same question I had for these guys. And and I know I'm – and I gave you a little bit more notice, but when this – when everything ends and now it's over, but when you go off to college or in a couple of weeks, what's your – what are you – what's the memory that you're going to take from your days at Muskego? Uh, I think the biggest memory that I'll take away is finally getting over that sectional hump. Uh, when we beat Oak Creek, that was the best feeling in the world uh, – we all came together after that game, and that bus ride home was probably one of the craziest things because we were going to state, and we knew that we had a on a shot of winning state. You know, it's interesting. I've had teams that that have worked hard to get over that hump, and they come out flat when they get to state. You guys, you guys were still riding pretty high. Was it hard to be to 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 to, to come together as a team and play at the level that you did the semifinal? I don't think it was. I think once we got to the semifinal, we knew that we had what we needed to win the state championship. Yeah. Same question. Yeah, a memory that you have uh, and that you'll always carry with you from this team? Uh, I mean, my, I think my biggest memory is just getting out on that Capco field um, for the first time on the mound and just in the game and then finally um, winning the game, just that feeling. You're never going to get that again. You know, I'm glad you talked about the mound. I have a question for you. I, I threw out the first pitch yeah. at Capco a while ago. And I was warming up on the opposing team's sidelines, and the guy said, hey, are you going to get up on the mound or are you going to wuss off and throw from the side? I said, no, man, I'm getting up on the mound. And he said, all right, man up. Let's see how that goes. I go on the the, the uh, Capco side, I go on um, the, the home scene, and I'm throwing, and the guy said, hey, so you're going to wuss off or are you going to man up and get on the mound? I said, why does people keep asking? He was a lot higher than you think. Oh, yeah. So it is, right? Yeah, it's a it's a big difference from the amount we have in Muskego. So it's a bit of adjustment, but throwing off of a bigger mound uh, helps all the pitchers. Well, I got on the mound. I looked in the crowd, and my wife had her hands over her eyes. And the PA announcer, he doesn't like me a whole lot, and he was hoping I was going to sail it and hit the mascot or something. Now I did. I threw a BB. I did all right. I threw it and I walked off, but I was sweating a little bit. I didn't realize how high that was. What's the advantage of that for you as a pitcher? Um, for me as a pitcher, just being able to push off and um, how I throw, I throw kind of over the top, so I just get that extra, a little bit extra more distance that I can cut off while I'm throwing. Uh, just helps me get more velocity behind it. Arms still feeling pretty good? Yeah. What, what's going on next year? I'm going to UW Oshkosh. You are? Yep. You play lacrosse, you know that. Yeah. Yeah? First one high and in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Zach, how about you? I mean, I'm sorry, Drew. How about you? Uh, I'm going to the University of Wisconsin-Madison next year. You are. You, you know what you're going to school for? Uh, pharmacy. You're one of those smart boys. <laughs> huh? You would be our pick Love and save. School. St- you'd be our pick and save student athlete of the week. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. 
I'll tell you a quick story. I do a pharmacy program with Pick and Save. All right. And the reason I do it is my wife is a nurse, and she said no matter what room you're in, it doesn't matter what room you're in, the smartest guy in the room is a pharmacist. And she said people get a little intimidated to talk to their pharmacists because we do this program to, to highlight, promote, and celebrate the pharmacists at Pick and Save so that people get comfortable going up to talk to them. So the smartest kid in the room is always the pharmacist. Your parents must be proud. Yes, very. Coach, this is a good group, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm telling you. to have these guys. You're going to miss them. For sure, for sure. Your favorite memory this year? Um, wow. Um, there's, there's quite a few. Um, I would have to say um, just seeing the, the kids' reaction, um, getting over that sectional hump for sure, and then um, uh, at the very end at Capco Park, just seeing their reaction, um, the excitement on their face, that realizing that they had a goal for so long, and that wasn't just a one-year goal, um, and to accomplish that and just seeing the reaction of the families and – um, that's something that I don't think anybody here will forget. It's emotional time for coaches. It is. It not, is. Not, not during it, but it, I'm telling you, two weeks, two days, a couple days later, when you start thinking about the journey and the sweat equity that these guys put into this program, right. it's, man, good for you. Coach, congratulations. I really appreciate your willingness to come in, bring these guys in. When you told me on the phone, you said, man, they, they got big personalities. They're going to have a good time with this. I have no doubt. And, and thank you for bringing them in. Oh. Hopefully their hair gets to a normal color soon. Eventually. You know? I think their parents hope so, too. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And, and certainly thank you to Smoking Hot Married Ideal Logos. That was a big deal getting those T-shirts. It was. That was, that was a lot of fun. We had um, those shirts um, ready the next day. And um, that's something that these guys will have now for a long time. So for a long time. Definitely appreciate that. Boys, thanks a lot for coming in. Congratulations. They are the state champion Muskego High School baseball team. And we appreciate and certainly celebrate their accomplishments. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break, David Cooks, former Marquette High basketball coach. He is author, David Cooks, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. Stick around. Awfully good couple of segments with uh, with David Cooks. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All the nice things I'm about to say to, about David Cooks, just disregard. He's in here messing with me like crazy. Welcome back to the Plains Farm and Fleet U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside author, man, whatever, author, <laughs> former market head basketball coach David Cooks. Name of the book, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. Before we get into this, how good were those Muskego boys? Oh, they were outstanding. You know, what a great, what a great story. You know, there's, as a coach, you know, I know you were here to talk about being an author, but as, as a coach, you know, to get over that hump and the whole thing they were talking about and that feeling. I remember when we finally advanced to the state tournament after finally getting out of our sectional right. and making that run through the city conference. That is still the highlight of, of, of what I did as a coach. And I, and I know those guys from 2010 We'll always remember that. You know, David, I get asked a lot about, because we won some state ch- uh, championships when I was at Dominican and Calvary Baptist and all that. Well, tell me about the state. I don't really remember much of the state finals. I remember the journey. I remember the sectional finals and the region. I remember the journey to get there. But, in fact, the first one we won, I'm getting in the car with my wife, Terry, and Matthew, my son, and my daughter, Katie, and I said, 
that it? That's it. And she was like, what? I go, I don't know. I thought there'd be like confetti and parades (laughs) or something. I don't know what I expected. But when I look back, it's the journey. And that's what these boys from Muskego talked about. Absolutely. It's the journey, you know, and and what a great way to segue into my book, you know, because we talk about from paralysis to purpose. I'm a professional. And it's it's the journey that we take sometime uh, where we get the most benefit from. And we forget about the... Uh, actual moments in the game, so to speak. Right. But we can look back, and you never forget what it took for you to get there. Right. You never forget that. Well, and these guys, they've been playing baseball together since they were eight, and since this is a youth sports show, I needed to bring that up because it's really important. They've played baseball together since they are eight, and all along through, that that's where their journey started. And people will say, well, no, they're, you know, they, they, they once they got to the sectionals, that's where their journey, it started when they were eight. You know, Frankie, he's the shortstop. I bet he was the shortstop when he was eight. Absolutely. I bet Rob was the pitcher. I bet, you know, these. this is when all that stuff happened That's for them. when it starts. And, and, and one of the keys to success in creating a winning culture is consistency and that chemistry thing. Right. And clearly there's some communication that they, they became very effective at because they worked together so long and knew each other and they were able to feed off each other. Right. And also to know the strengths and weaknesses and all that kind of stuff. Man, that... That there's no substitute for that kind of time being spent together. When when Jacob Page, the head coach, said, "Look, I you know I've talked about free bases," and they all looked at each other, started laughing, and got a little sheepish, like he's still our coach. We can't talk about it. We can't make. We can't laugh about it anymore. But they're done now, so they can. <laughs> but he must have talked about that a lot. And the other thing is, the one kid said the word "trust" about three times. I trusted. I trusted. I trusted. We trust each other. We loved each other. He's a senior in high school, and he's and he's willing to get on a radio show and say, look, I love these guys. And see, that's the difference between championships and not winning championships. That trust, if you don't trust your teammate and you don't trust your coach and you don't trust the staff, you will never, ever win. No, you won't. You, you might win a lot of games, but you can't finish the deal. You can't finish the deal. No, and I know that as a basketball coach, when we got, you know, we got a guy who's hit three in a row. And all of a sudden, we look him off because we got to get ours. Oh, wait, look at you rolling your eyes. Oh. That, isn't that something else? <laughs> that is the worst time to be selfish. Oh, I know. Hey, um, we're going to talk to David until 10 o'clock, but he also is going to be on Faith in the Zone tomorrow. A really strong faith base to this book. Um, and, and I got to tell you, and I'm going to make the same deal to the listeners that I do on Faith in the Zone. If you buy the book, and my wife right now is going, don't do it. I told her yesterday I did this. She's like, don't do it. Don't do it. If you pick up this book and you don't get something from the book, you call me. I'll buy it from you. Because the, that's the part of this, David. And we have the discussion in Faith and Zone. I can't pinpoint who the book is going to affect most. It could be parents. It could be coaches. It certainly could be you know Christians and people trying to walk worthy. It, uh, business owners. People with disabilities, there, there's there's this whole wide variety of people that could benefit from this book. I, you know, first of all, your endorsement is, is remarkable to me. Um, and you've said that now a number of times. Right. So, and, yeah. I, and I appreciate that. And and absolutely, I think, um, I, and you know what, I was thinking about this after we, we met the other day. And um, this book really, and you talked about me opening up my life. And you know what, my life is not singular. My life is very, is plural in many regards. I'm a coach, I'm an author, I'm a businessman, I'm a, I'm a believer. 
I'm a fisherman. Husband. I'm a husband. I'm all of those Should've things. Should have started with that one, pal. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm not as, as well-versed <laughs> as you. Uh, <laughs> but my wife did get kudos in the book. Um, so um, uh, I think as a result, I wrote from my place of existence. And I have more than one thing that I do. And so as a result, I think this book has, uh, and it wasn't by design, um, has, has actually evolved. It evolved into something that could reach a lot of different people. And it wasn't, you know, it's, it's a book that's full of faith, but it wasn't a faith-based book. And this is not a book where you're going to see a bunch of scriptures quoted or anything like that. It's just how I lived my life. And from there, I hope it reaches people. Well, and I can tell you that that side of your life, you don't shy away from, and it comes out in the book. And and maybe guys like me that that are looking for that part. I mean, there there are some things that happened all through your life that jump out at me that say, look, if he if he didn't have a faith base to his life, I don't know how he'd have gotten through this. But you know, that's that's the way I'm I'm looking at it. August sixth, big day. August sixth, the birthday. You're doing the book signing. Um, I went online today. I went online this morning and and bought the book. DavidCooksSpeaks.com is the website I went to. And not 100% sure I'm going to be there on the 6th. So I bought the book, having it shipped to my house. But if I bring it, you'll sign it. Yeah, and absolutely. I was with the publisher uh, yesterday uh, down at Discovery World where we're having the book signing. And so what we're going to do is whoever pre-orders a book, I will will sign that book. Okay. And if you don't make it to the event on August 6th, I will sign it and we will mail them out the 7th, 8th, and 9th of, of uh, August. That's awesome. So so everybody that pre-orders a book, right? so that's some 300 books or something, whatever crazy yeah. number we have now, I will be signing all of the books. I will do it in person for those who come, and for those who can't make it, you'll get a signed copy. Man, this is an exciting time for you. Oh, it's great. You know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, a new chapter. Well, and it's, I knew that when you were handing business cards out in the hallway <laughs> to the Muskego boys saying, buy the book. Absolutely. And you guess what? The, well, I got a feeling the kid that's going to be a pharmacist is going to buy the book. All of them should buy the book because there's something in there for for, for, for them, for each of them. Yep. Hey, before we get to a break, I, I think if we can, the, the name of the book, and we talk about this on Faith in the Zone, and so I don't, there are people that listen to both shows, um, so I don't want to do too much of what, what they're going to hear tomorrow, but getting undressed from paralysis to purpose, where did the name of the book come from? Well, the name of the book came from a, an experience I had after I had the spinal aneurysm, and I was in the rehabilitation center, and uh, there was a night there that I was in my room, and one of the things you have to learn once you uh, become a wheelchair user is how to get dressed and how to get undressed. And um, I remember them teaching me how to get dressed one day, and, and I was sitting in my room that night, and there was a code red going on, and so I couldn't get any help, and I wanted to go to bed, but they hadn't taught me how to get undressed. So from at that moment, I realized if I was going to move forward, if I was going to get home early, I was going to have to figure out a way to get undressed. And that was how the title of the book came along. And there's so, and we talk about this too, there's so many things now that, that, that jumping off points of saying, well, that, there you go. Because the change, and you talk about, look, when you get undressed and put clothes on, Depending on where you're going is is the change you make. Absolutely. The clothes that you put on is an indication of your vision and where you think you're going. And you don't think I listen. (laughs) Huh? I listen. Not only do I listen, but I read because when you came in today, I walked through the door to hold the door for you. You did a nice job with that. Thanks, because before I used to hold it and stand out there and you'd roll over my feet. and I just yeah. Yeah, I didn't know any better. But I read the book and you said, look, sometimes you think to yourself... 
Good. Get through the door and then hold it, and then I'll come I'm through. I'm a big believer in take care of yourself first and then help somebody else. That's awesome. He's David Cooks. We've got a whole other segment. Go to davidcooksspeaks.com. Getting undressed from, from paralysis to purpose. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my special guest. He is author David Cooks, former Marquette High head basketball coach, an assistant at Concordia University. He's written a book, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. And he will be my guest for Faith in the Zone Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. And we talk a lot about the book, we we spend an hour together, and it, it it's a I would highly recommend that you take a listen to that show. It'll be up on faithinthezone dot com uh, Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. One part that we didn't get to on Faith in the Zone, and it's a big part of your life. Your love for the game of basketball uh, is second to none. You coached at a high level, right? <laughs> you, you coached with oh at Duke a little bit with Coach K. Yes, um, college, high school, and the. Was there with being in a wheelchair coach? Was there was there ways that 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 it was more difficult for you? Yeah, well, you know, I think um, the the thing I realized when I started coaching and I was in a wheelchair, and uh, and it goes way back to the days of the Vic Tanny Warriors with when Jim McLevane and Damon Key and Silas Mills and Calvin Rayford and some of the greatest sure. players, Frank Secker. It goes on and on and on. And Rick Cobb and, and Tim Larkin had given me a chance to help them. What I realized at that point was that if I could communicate effectively, I could be a good coach. Yeah. And that had nothing to do with whether I was walking or not. That, was, that had everything to do with interpersonal skills and learning how to touch and reach people. And you know something? Um, I found that that was something that was pretty easy for me to do. And all I had to do was learn the X's and O's side of it. And I thought I could, could communicate well enough to motivate and inspire players to do what I asked them to do. And you accomplished that. I was able to do that. Where do you think that came from? Because, again, in the book, I, I learned a lot about parents. And I have to say this, Coach, and, I, and we had this conversation um, when we taped Faith in the Zone. I thought I knew you. Man, I thought, you know what? I know David Cooks. The funny part is, Coach, and I'm not kidding about this, I, I don't remember when it happened, but I completely – don't think of you in a wheelchair. I, you know, your coach cooks to me, and you're my friend, and we've hung out a lot. And then I'm reading the book, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I see the picture on the cover. And, and so, you know, certainly kudos to you because you make it look easy. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I guess um, I don't – I guess we all have we all have things that we have to deal with and that we have to uh, overcome to be successful. Uh, mine's just a little more visible than others, you know. And, right. And I think when you talk about you know the Duke situation and USA East Coast basketball and coaching with Frank Martin and all those guys uh, and being at Marquette High and being at Concordia University, um, it it really is about your ability to get the job done. And uh, at the end of the day, we're all measured by our ability to, to produce. And and if you um if, if you if you produce, you get opportunities. Right. If you don't, you may be out out of what you're supposed to do. And I think for me, um, I I feel I'm I was gifted to reach people and to connect with people, which makes coaching a lot easier. Right. 
Yeah, it does make it easier. Mm-hmm. And we've been, look, we've had the discussion throughout the years. We've known each other a long time on guys that we think are really good sideline coaches and horrible communicators or guys that can communicate like crazy but couldn't coach their way out of paper bag. And we know a lot of guys like that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to name them today, no. <laughs> but we, uh, we know a lot of guys like that. Absolutely. And you know what? You can be, you can have some success if you're a, a great game manager and on the sidelines and don't communicate well, and you can have some success if, you, if you're if you a great communicator and don't know the game all that well. But the guys that have a lot of success are the two that, that have a combination. The they put, put that two together. And they figure out how to use to their advantage both, both tools. Absolutely. Look, and I tell people all the time, I, I evolved as a coach over time. And I give a story in the book about the one three one zone that we used to get to the state tournament and how I refused to do it because, A, I was a man-to-man guy, and so I was in this man-to-man thing. And so I refused to listen to my assistant coaches, which was a mistake. Right. Uh, And part of my refusing was because I didn't know how to run it. And so my pride as a coach got in the way. And once I got rid of that, and and actually it helped me develop as a coach, I got more – um, I became more knowledgeable about how to run zones and the X's and O's behind that. And, and it, it, from there, you know, we, we became even more successful. You know how many phone calls I got? Hey, do you, hey, do you know Cooks is playing a 131? I'm like, what? No way. He's a man guy. He's Absolutely. a man guy. I'm a man to man guy. I had to come out and watch it. And in the first four minutes, I'm like, what's he thinking? He's playing a 131. And then I watched it. And I watched where your your trap points were. And I watched how, how you guys moved as a t- Literally as one, moved as one in in it, and uh, it was impressive. And you're right, the pride issue with some of our uh, uh, us as coaches, we it gets in the way of success, man, all the time. And you know, and, and I will admit that. You know, some of us are too proud to admit it. And you know, some I made mistakes along the way as a coach. And um, but what I always wanted to do was get better. I never wanted to. I always wanted to get more and get more more knowledge, more more expertise. Uh, you know, more wins. Yeah, and that's what he did. Hey, we only got a few more minutes. What did you um? I I know that you've, you this process of writing a book did not come easy for you. Yeah, I don't well, I don't like to read or write, so let's, let's just start with that. Other than that, other, other than that, simple. it was simple. <laughs> and other than that, it was simple. What did you learn about yourself writing this book? Um, you know what I learned about myself was that um, even at this point in my life, I can be stretched to go beyond where I am. And that I still have more to grow and more to go. And that's what I really learned because at the end of this process, I will tell you, there was a sense of accomplishment and a sense of pride that I didn't have from the other things in life that I had accomplished. And I've been blessed to accomplish many things. But this right here was a unique thing for me. Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. When this becomes a movie, can, can I get a part in it? <laughs> I, you know what? You get all this, man. You can't, and, I'll, and I'll come in for cheap, too. All right, well, let me, all right, you think about yeah, it. let me think about I've that. Got con- <laughs> i got a contract right here that I need for you to sign. I'm really proud of you. I, I'm, I'm, proud of, I'm proud to be your friend, and I'm proud of this book that you've written because it's a really good book. And, and, and I'm going to say it last time, but getting undressed, paralysis to purpose, davidcooksspeaks.com. Go it, buy the book, and, and honestly – Whatever, wherever you are in your life, you're going to get something from this book that's going to inspire you. And if you don't, call me at the station and I'll buy it from you. August 6th, big day, your birthday, signing. August 1st, it, 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 you can buy it, but you can get it now at davidcookspeaks.com. Absolutely. Get it now. I'll sign it for you. We hope to see you down at Discovery World 
5 p.m. August 6th. It's going to be a great time. And look at you. You're a marketer now. Author, <laughs> marketer, David Cooks. Good to see you, my friend. Great. See you. Thanks for listening. This is the Plains Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 